boom, 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 boom. All right, I'll stop. So basically, everyone, this is the beatboxing episode. And the reason I wanted to do this podcast is because I'll do I'll go into a quick story. I remember being in middle school and there was this really cool talent contest that happened. And this was in the seventh grade. Now you can picture this Walker Middle School, hardwood floors, <laughs> gymnasium. And uh, I remember this kid. I can't remember his name specifically. And um, but if you know me or you were around me during this time, this this dude went up there and he did some of the most complex beatboxing I have ever heard in my goddamn life. Like it was very intricate, like very fast. He could he could change up tempos at the drop of a hat, and I was amazed. You know, and this was before I was even really rapping like that. I was writing rhymes. I was I was definitely dabbling. You know, I, when I was in middle school, I was definitely writing a lot. But um, seeing him, that was definitely inspirational for me because beatboxing is very fucking difficult. It requires a lot of breath control. It re- it requires a lot of, you know, just mindfulness to your rhythm, your tone, to your timing, your sequencing, etc., etc. But most importantly, it comes down to feeling it. And um you can tell my beatboxing is fucking terrible, but when I I think of like the OGs like Dougie Fresh, that that dude, fucking Dougie Fresh can beatbox. That dude can fucking beatbox and um you know, like, I know, like, there, there, that's, like, probably the only dude I think I can come up with off top, because I'm not gonna lie, like, a lot of this is a learning process for me, I don't know as much about beatboxers and beatboxing, but it is a subset of hip-hop, it is a very interesting, like, subset of our hip-hop culture, and, um, you know, when I think about, like, the career of Dougie Fresh, I, I have to give him his respect, because, you know, yeah, there's Teach Me Out of Dougie, of course, it's a hit, hit record and also goes back into the element of dancing you know we talk about dancing in hip-hop but it <laughs> everything connects but but beatboxing is really dope to me because i think beatboxing it, it requires this essence of freedom like vocal freedom mental freedom and musical freedom because beatboxing like i remember even listening to jimmy crack corn by 50 cent and eminem where 50 cent went boom Chuck, boom, ba, boom, chuck, boom, chuck, boom, ba, boom, chuck. And when I was young, I remember I had like this little thing I would do with, and that's a little annoying, but I'd be like, boom, boom. And that wasn't my best. Like, as far as like the drum sounds, I think the clicking sounds sounded way better. But, um, you know, the kinds of sounds that can be made like by a human mouth is pretty funny. And, like, you got these people who have been able to manipulate it so well and then take their beatboxing to a whole new level. And the thing is, I'm not a beatboxer because I, I'm just not... I'm a rapper, you know what I mean? And I can fuck around a little bit if you need me to do a little impromptu. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I could do a little beat. You know what I mean? I might speed it up, like, boom, boom, chun, to boom, ba, boom, chun. I could do whatever. But mainly, like, I am not a Dougie Fresh. I'm not going to be the dude who is called upon to beatbox when a battle goes off. That isn't me, unfortunately. But, um, you know, overall, like, I, I do got to, like, tip my hat off, you know, to people who do beatbox on all levels. Because, um, again, like, it's art that I respect, and I feel like it... Like DJing, like graffiti artists, like break dancers or dancers in general in the realm of hip hop nowadays. I think that it is very beautiful and awesome that we can all coexist and um, kind of have this synchronicity, this uh, 
I know uh, this, this amazing thing where we can just connect as a family. And beatboxing is a powerful thing for the soul. It's very strong. And I think when it comes to like, for me, like some of my favorite, um, my my personal favorite, like beatboxing, I've I've heard it from Dougie Fresh. You know, because this is also me being born in 98, millennial, generation X, Y. I don't know what, what, I'm, what I fit in. I genuinely don't know what area I fit in when it comes to this conversation about generations and everything. I really don't. I've never been the best about that. Um, because I know it being 2021, I'm going to say 2016. What the fuck was I saying? It being 2021. Um, we live in this different era. And it's pretty dope to see where the future is going and how everything is becoming more interconnected. And the I don't want the his, the history of beatboxing to ever go away. So I'm this is actually a learning experience for me too because I don't know that much about beatboxing. We're, we're both going to be learning this together, people, person. And uh, this is an article by The Human Beatbox. And uh, it is the history of beatbox. Let's take it old school and trace back the very beginnings of beatbox in New York City. Beatbox fundamentally began in New York City in conjunction with the birth of the hip-hop subculture on the streets of Harlem. Although the four elements of hip-hop, MCing, DJing, breakdancing, and graffiti have garnered great respect in the global art community, beatboxing culture remains fairly undocumented. Documenting beatbox history is absolutely essential in our journey of legitimizing beatbox as an art form. We as humanbeatbox.com are continually updating this article as we continue our research and gain more insight into the history of the global art form. This article was written by John Park, Tai Tay, and White Noise with the help of D. Cross, Baba Israel, Kid Lucky, and Kayla Mulati. Very rarely do I read things this well. If you heard my podcast, you know I stumble from time to time. But I'm on a roll. I got a little bit of coffee. I feel better. And I've actually slept a lot better. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty fucking hilarious for me. Um, yeah, I, and uh, before I get into all this, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. Next week is going to be Kendrick Lamar Appreciation Week. I'll drop some content about TDE. Uh, I'll definitely be dropping content about Mob Deep, Havoc. I got so many ideas floating around, you know, but uh, the, the To Pimp a Butterfly podcast, my breakdown of To Pimp a Butterfly, I expect that podcast. I'm going to have to push that to Wednesday, uh, but expect it to be a little bit more of a longer form um, I'm definitely going to do a Legends segment for Kendrick. I'm, I know I'm pushing like all, a lot of the Kendrick Lamar stuff in one week, but I have a feeling he's going to be announcing uh, some shit very soon, so I want to do it. But anyway, despite the fact that beatboxing is an important element of hip-hop and acapella, some people still aren't clued up on what beatboxing is all about. Beatbox is the musical expression of the body through the innovation of sounds and the crafting of music by only using the mouth, throat, and nose. Contrary to common belief, beatboxing remains a rapidly growing art form that transcends the sole replication of drums and sound effects in favor of full musical performances. Jeez. Beatbox is a primal human art that utilizes the physical body as a versatile instrument. Musical expression through the body stands at the core of human communication, making beatbox a very organic art form. This makes you want to learn to beatbox better. Holy shit. Beatbox is also referred to as vocal percussion. Vocal percussion means imitating percussive sounds, including drum sounds with the mouth. 
Traditionally, vocal percussionists and acapella groups try to emulate real drum sounds. Today, as the art form is expanding, vocal percussionists use beatboxing techniques and beatboxers use vocal percussion techniques. The difference remains in the style. Multivocalism is a term used for artists to use beatboxing, vocal scratching, singing, emceeing, and poetry in their performances. Beat rhyming is the cross-section of spoken word and beatboxing. Where did the term beatbox come from? The term human beatbox literally means human drum machine. Beat <coughs> Excuse me. Damn, I came out of nowhere. People have been doing good reading. That's why God did that to me. Um, beatbox was originally used as two words. Beatbox. The term beatbox was used as slang for the non-programmable drum machines that were first called rhythm machines. For example, the Roland TR rhythm series, including the TR-33 and TR-55, were produced in 1972. Later, it was used to refer to a particular line of drum machines, particularly, particularly the Roland CR and the, and the later TR series with the Roland CR-78 appearing in 1978. Damn, this makes me want to do a podcast about the MPC-1000, the Akai MPC-1000, and I got to talk about the Roland, the Roland 808 machine, the Roland drum machine overall, because these machines change the core and fabric of music. However, the first rhythm machine was the Wurlitzer Sideman that was made between 1959 and 1964. And that this did come in a large box. So it's possible that the term beatbox was used to refer to this machine. The first time beatbox was used to refer directly to a rhythm machine was in the 1970s with the ALI CompuRhythm CR7030 beatbox. Say that a million times fast. And here is the staple of hip-hop music, the coveted Roland TR-808 drum machine released in 1982. That's the one. That is the one, people. I'm going to add that to photos. I really like how that drum machine looks. I want to get one. I used to have an MPC when I was younger. I got pretty solid with it, but then I sold it. Stupid me. Um, where did it all begin? Beatboxing like graffiti began its life as an urban art form. The beginnings of hip-hop are well-known. DJs spinning the breakbeats and records with MCs rapping over the top. When MCs started to rap over a drum machine, beatbox beats in the urban communities of New York City, especially in the Bronx, Drum machines and synthesizers were not very affordable. Samplers were well out of reach even for well-paid musicians. Necessity is the mother of invention, and without machines supply beats to rap over, a new, more accessible instrument was adopted, the mouth, and thus human beatboxing was born. The three kings of the 1980s. In the early mid-80s, I'll, I'll remember to drop, by the way, I'll drop a link to this article. The three kings of the 1980s. In the early to mid 1980s, in the early to mid 80s, three names stand out head and shoulders above the rest: Darren Buffy Robinson, Dougie Fresh, and Biz Markie. There has been a great deal of discussion about who was the very first beatboxer, but one thing is for sure: in 1983, a trio from Brooklyn won a talent contest at Radio City Music Hall. The trio, formerly known as the Disco Three, was comprised of Mark Prince, Marky D. Morales, Damon Cool Rock Ski Wembley, and Darren Buff, the Human Beatbox Robinson. These were the Fat Boys. Buff Love, or Buffy as he came to be known, helped the group win the talent contest through his ability to use his mouth to recreate hip-hop rhythms and a variety of sound effects. Buffy championed the iconic bass-heavy breathing technique, which was popularized by Grandmaster Flash, the DJ of the Furious Five. The prize? A record contract. Rumor has it that the band were gutted since they wanted to win the second prize of a stereo. The Fat Boys enjoyed a short... They, they literally wanted the second-place prize. They wanted... 
the second place prize instead of the record deal. That is the most gangster shit ever. Fuck everybody. That is so G. That the band was gutted since they wanted to win the second prize. That is legendary. Shout out to these guys. Shout out to the fat boys. Damn, makes me want to be a fat boy now. Gotta get my weight up like how I was in school. Shit. Sadly, on December 10th, 1995, Darren Buffy, the human beatbox Robinson, died of a heart attack in Rosedale, New York. Rest in peace. God damn it. Also in 1993, Dougie Fresh made his first appearance on a single for Spotlight called Pass the Buddha with Spoonie G and DJ Spivy. Although Dougie Fresh claims that he coined the term human beatbox in 1980, there are also claims that DJ Barry B, the DJ of the Get Fresh crew, actually coined the term, suggesting that Dougie Fresh, that he used the term in between his, in between his sets. In 1984, Doug, fe- Doug featured in the classic hip-hop movie Beat Street alongside the Treacherous Three, which launched him up as one of the greatest beatboxers of all time. Doug was known for his distinctive style featuring, amongst other sounds, the now famous click rolls. The ni- Oh, the click rolls. There we go. In 1985, Dougie Fresh and the Gift Fresh crew, MC Ricky, Slick Rick D, oh, MC Ricky, a.k.a. Slick Rick, Barry B, and Chill Will, Released the now classic hip hop album Double A Side, the show La, the show La Di Da Di. By 1985, beatboxing was taken for was taken forward by other artists such as Biz Marquis. Although a rapper, he started working as a human beatboxer with acts like Roxanne Chante and started developing techniques including MCing between the beat, the inward hand clap, and a harmonic tap. Biz is also credited for adding a unique spin to beatbox by incorporating singing while beatboxing, opening up new doors for creativity and musicality. The second wave. Shout out to Biz Marquis. Dude's a good guy. Um, the second wave. D-Cross. <clears throat> a Queens native and instrumental artist during this time described beatbox as catching like wildfire. Contrary to documented beliefs that beatbox rode the crest of hip-hop wave by featuring on albums and videos and then, all, and then it all abruptly ended, a new underground wave was born. By the 1990s, hip-hop outside of rap was no longer center stage, and beatboxers were held back by people's perceptions of them as novelty value circus acts. MCs began picking up the basics of beatboxing, and everyone seemed to be able to do it at that point. At almost every show now, it was routine to bring out a beatboxer, and it began to be perceived as a commodity. Bobby McFerrin popped up in jazz and was the, was the foundation of a new breed of acapella groups using soft organic percussion to keep time in their tracks. The art form spread slowly and quietly into many genres, including rock music, the group The House Jacks, and jazz, and the great Bobby McFerrin showed off more and more of the skills as his audience grew. Vocal boundaries were also smashed by Michael Winslow, the vocal effects master. You probably know him as the guy from the Police Academy. Oh, Michael Winslow from the Police Academy movies who does the amazing sound effects that you, like me, assume were fake. He also did behind-the-camera sound effects for films such as Back to the Future. However, many people didn't consider him a beatboxer or a musician, but strictly an entertainer. Michael Winslow is the type of dude, like, he could literally, like, recreate the sound of a Doritos bag flapping in the wind. That's how talented this guy was. Amazingly skilled. Holy shit. Beatboxing in new ways. 
While Dougie Fresh and Biz Marquee were out and about touring, beatboxers began to emerge in the underground community towards the late 80s and early 90s, largely due to Doug and Biz's influence. Ready Rock C, I'm learning a lot, people, was also emerging onto the front stage, touring with DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, who went by the alias Fresh Prince. Queen Latifah also began her career through beatboxing in 1988, beatboxing for the all-female hip-hop group Ladies Fresh. Wise from the first live hip-hop group Stetsasonic, integrated beats integrated beat wise from the first live hip-hop group Stetasonic, I've never heard of them, integrated beatboxing, human percussion, and a live band with uplifting lyrics that inspired a new genre of hip-hop. Wow. Going underground. The underground community then emerged in the United States. Battling was an integral element of beatbox culture, with beatboxers battling each other across boroughs to build rep and get their names out there. At that time, battles were hard fought and grounded in hardcore hip hop culture. Once a beatboxer lost a battle, they wouldn't even dare show their face again in that community. It very competitive, even with battle rapping and shit. It's a different time. Razel and Kenny Mohammed were two names that, that we might all recognize. Razel was battling across boroughs through this period, before his huge break with the roots. Kenny Muhammad began his began to push the art form, implementing new techniques like the wind technique, which for many beatboxers symbolizes the start of the second wave. Birth of Jams. MCing had its time in the spotlight and so did DJing and breaking. However, beatboxing was never seriously considered as an integral element of beatbox. Huh. We were seen as something separate. Through that, we built our own community. That's a quote from Baba Israel. With the likes of Kid Lucky and D-Cross throwing parties and jams, the New York beatbox community began to emerge. Beatboxers from all over New York City and all over New York City gathered and for the first time, beatboxers were coming together to make music, rap, and network to cavolt, to cultivate the sharing culture we have today. And a lot of this too can be kind of a, a commentary on hip hop and how it has changed to become a little bit less competitive and a little bit more collaborative. And, and it may be more competitive in the business end, less competitive in the music end, but there's still some competitive elements. And overall, I learned a lot. I didn't know all of this about beatboxing and maybe you didn't. So I guess this is a learning experience for both of us. And um, I'm very happy. And by the way, the deluxe edition of my album, Heart Into the Soil, should be out right now on iTunes. It's going to be seen as Heart Into the Soil 2.0. And on my SoundCloud, it's just seen deluxe edition. Has a blue cover with me on it. A little bit different. I'm really I'm really proud of myself, people. Um, I'm uh, definitely going to be hopping on some more podcasts very soon. Expect me to be the guest. I actually am going to be the guest on someone's show soon. And um, expect me to talk about myself and my music, my greatness and my awesomeness and what I do. And um, yeah, I've been I've been working on beats for the homie Blue August at AMA. I've been working, people. I've been working. I've been cooking beats. I've been cooking my own music. I've been cooking my own shit that, you know, I don't want to go too into. But I got plans, people. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I love you all. Peace out. And uh, oh, real quick, shout out to the homie Triz. Uh, me and him got a video coming. I know he recently did some shit with Tech and Gmo Ski. Much love to that whole crew. Check out his new album. And uh, yeah, peace and love, people. Thank you.